We're here on the k Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com as we talk football, Lions, and professional. Michael, how are you? <laughs> that was a little bit of a dig. A little dig. That's my little dig for the day. We're talking about you Lions. You know what? Kenny Brown, I, I like it. It's, it's, look, it's a long, long season. And it'd be okay with me if it was even longer. I know we disagree on that. But I like the way it ended. I'm a Matthew Stafford fan. I liked him when I covered him. I like watching him play. I like watching him practice. And I'm happy for him that he that he and the Los Angeles Rams beat the you know Cincinnati Bengals and won the Super Bowl. And I, and I like the Bengals too. I like the organization. I like what they stand for. But I was clearly with Stafford on this one. And look, he delivered. I've seen that that comeback that they had yesterday on Sunday. I've seen it what 40, 50, 60, 90 times with the Detroit Lions. But this was on a bigger stage with everything at stake. Right. And I'm gonna tell you, Mike. I saw that Stafford game, and Mitch said this, I think, in his column today, too. You've seen that Stafford game yesterday, like you said, 100 times. It was just the, yep. where you see it. And a lot of the nation, they didn't even, as long as you've been in the league 13 years, and a lot of the nations just never really knew Matthew Stafford. But that was a that's a coming out party, man. When you get 100 million people watching you perform, that's a coming out party no matter how long you've been in the league. And like I said, start looking at stats now. Put Aaron Rodgers' stats up there. Put Matthew Stafford. Now he gets compared to the best in the game because he's got his Super Bowl. You know, let me just tell you just a quick story here. You know Greg Cassell. He's the quarterback and analyst and all that. I saw him on two weeks ago, or maybe it was three weeks ago, and he was talking about Matthew Stafford. And and But they were actually showing some video of, of – uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he says he throws a, that sidearm or that sidearm no look ball. He says Matthew Stafford's been doing that for twelve years, and nobody watches it. He goes, right. and that's sort of that's sort of what he's been dwelling on. Now everybody knows who Matthew Stafford is. They know what he can do, and they know what he did. I tell you what, you gotta have cojones to throw yep. that no look ball in the yeah. biggest drive of the game. And the no look that passed to Cooper Cup for that, I think it was a 25 yard game, it was in the 20s. You got to have stones the size of bowling balls, man. I mean, he, I, I could, I wouldn't even attempted that pass. And Matthew made it look like it was just another pass. Because until you saw the replay of it, you never saw he didn't look where he was throwing it. It was just that great a pass. If that was Mahomes, they have a Nike commercial out about it today. I mean, it's just that, like you said, he's been doing it for so long and it's just second nature. Well, just another quick quick story for you, Kenny, which backs up exactly what you just said. He was a rookie in 2009, and I asked one of the old veterans who'd come over from another team, I said, what do you think of that rookie quarterback, Matthew Stafford? And he said, he reminds me of Magic Johnson. I said, Magic Johnson? He says, yeah, the no-look pass. Yeah. This is this is 13 years 13 ago. 13 years ago. And look, we've watched it forever. It seems like forever. And it's, it's just marvel at the way he delivers the ball. Yeah. Well, that's about all I'm doing with Stafford today because he's not ours what? anymore. No, I'm not going. We're not going to have a Matt Stafford, you know, um, coronation here today. We know what he was. This is the biggest indictment of the Lions, and and I give Brad Holmes credit because he could have traded him somewhere to stuff him in a locker somewhere like Carolina or Denver, somewhere that you knew wasn't going to win. When Brad Holmes made that deal, he knew that it was a possibility of what happened last night happening. And he made the deal anyway and was ready to take anything that came with it. A lot of GMs, man, they would send Matthew like to Siberia or somewhere if he wanted out because there was no no trade clause. He could They could have sent him anywhere. So 
that either shows you extremely confident in what you want to do and what you're going to do or extremely stupid. And I, I think it's extremely confident that Brad Holmes got his best deal and he's going to build this team the way he sees it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And for people who don't know, Brad Holmes is the Lions general manager and he was with the Rams uh, uh, personnel department. Uh, really one of their chief scouts and personnel procurers for the for the Rams for a number of years. So he knew exactly where they were, what they were, where they stood, you know, in terms of were they ready to win? And of course they were ready to win. They were in the Super Bowl three years previously. So yeah, and he didn't blink. He made the trade because what he thought it was, what it would be the best deal for the Detroit Lions, regardless of what the headlines might have said on Super Sunday. Yeah, um, everything worked out for McVay. Everything worked out for yeah. Stafford. The Lions are still out there because you cannot judge everything until that last pick is made and what's going on with the, uh, you know, how they end up. So we'll just let that lay for now. All I do know is that last night should be an impetus for the Lions to do good because it's embarrassing to me. The hardest thing to find in this league, and and, and this is going to be – I got to rant one time. I said I wasn't going to rant, but I got to rant. The hardest thing to find is the quarterback. You had the quarterback, but you couldn't build around him. I don't know another franchise that had the quarterback – and they couldn't build around him. There was no other quarterback to me, at least in my memory. Maybe Dan Marino. Maybe Dan Marino. But no, they but did they go were, to the were, Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl, and they were in there knocking at conference championships and all right, that. So. Right, But, I mean, they never they, put it over the top. Dan Marino should have won a Super Bowl somewhere in that career. Right. He was right. that they're, good they're, a player. There been other good quarterbacks right. who never got there, right. too. Never even got there. Right. And, the, and it's a little lesson for Joe Beer, Joe Burrow and, and the people in Cincinnati said, well, we'll get back to another one. Look, Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl in his second year and never got back. And was never. a younger player. He was 23 when he yeah, did. Yeah, a younger and, player. And yeah, absolutely. Now, my rant is, all you Detroit radio and TV people that uh, dog Matthew, <laughs> I'm not letting you off the hook. And I've been listening to some of the shows. They're trying to clean it up like, well, I never said, or or this is – they try to push it on the Lions. Well, the Lions are so terrible. That, no, no. You own it. You eat it, you own it. Don't try to get out because I got plenty of tape. And everybody on the, that listens to you guys know what you said. Don't try to clean it up now. Just take the L. You're lost. You're wrong. You're false. You're frauds. You think you know what you're talking about, but you don't. And next time, shut your mouth and open your ears. That's all I'm going to say about it. Well, Kenny, number one, this is one of the few times in my life I'm glad I was a homer on Matthew Stafford. Well, it's not even being a homer, Mike, but I think he took unnecessary heat for ratings. He took unnecessary heat because, you know, you get the fan base upset with somebody. It's easy just to keep hitting that one note. And I don't even think you believed it, but you did it for your shows. No. You did it for your for your ratings. And, okay, I hope you're happy with your ratings. hope you and your ratings go to bed tonight happy because you ran out of town somebody that could have won. And that's all I'm going to say. And, look, I, I'm, I'm not the person to do it because, you know, I like Matthew. I know him, and I, I, we've dealt with Matthew for 13 years. So I may not be biased in what I'm saying, but I know one thing. I know a lot of that talk out of your mouth wasn't real, and you know it. So you go to bed and sleep with it. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Well, one thing I've said about that when people t- ask me about, about, uh, about well, any player really, but Matthew Stafford in particular, and look, and being, you know, working in the business, it just comes with it. <clears throat> Sometimes you got to ask questions when you'd rather not be bo- bothered, by it, bothered by it. 
But I've always said the same thing, and I think I'm pretty consistent in this. I said, look, he's regarded a lot higher outside of Detroit and uh, by some members of the media in Detroit, he's high, and he's highly regarded by players and, and personnel players on other teams. It's always been that way. He had a much better reputation, much higher reputation outside of Detroit than he did in some quarters, not all. Because look, it's not like when he took. It's, it's not like Joey Harrington, when he took the field for the start of the game, the fans started to boo him when they introduced him in the pregame introductions. There was nothing like that. But uh, but he was very very highly regarded, and now you see why. Right, and um, I'm just gonna let it go like that. Like I said, I'm done with it. But, I like it when you get mad. Yeah, but I just it, it, like I, I don't like the fakeness of stuff. But anyway. We're not going to talk about it. I'll tell you one thing, though. He's like the flying Dutchman. Just wherever he goes, running games go to die. I just It's amazing how the Rams <laughs> couldn't run at all. And, and they either he likes it where they don't run and they put it on his shoulders, or he's just a, a I don't know, run a racer or something. Because when he gets to a team, man, they just stop running the ball for some reason. Maybe they get too comfortable thinking he'll do it all. Well, you know, what? What, what they won three of their games in the, in the playoffs and come from behind rallies. Let's put the ball in his hands, and he's he's just absolutely golden in the fourth quarter. And here's a little statistic for you. It shows you what he meant to the Rams. They scored 11 touchdowns in the playoffs. Matthew Stafford threw for nine of them and ran for the other two. He had a hand in all 11 touchdowns. I don't know if that's ever been done before in the history of the National Football League. I hear you. Now, one, one person had a hand in every touchdown. So Matt will get his parade. Everything's going good. Let's revert to the Lions now. Okay. Season's over. Lions will pick now 32nd. So the first yep. half of the deal is a third-round pick, which was the cornerback from Syracuse, whose name I'm not going to try to even try to pronounce right now, but it's got an O in it. So yeah. And looks like and looks like looks like a legit prospect. Looks like a legit prospect. So saw. that's yep. um, that's the first part of the deal. Him and the 32nd pick. Next year's pick is still out. So I don't want to judge the deal until, you know, until it's so over. Until they, they pick the Until the, the last player. Year. And it wasn't, it was Afu, I, I can't even say his name. Melifanu was the player. Not, yeah. Melifanu. Yeah. Um, if, if you had to, yeah. If so 32nd to. to me is not bad for a pick. It's not bad for a pick. It's not, you know, it could have been 22 or whatever, but – 32 is fine because you're going to get 32 and 34. You're going to get two out of three picks coming up at the end of that round, and you still got the number two pick. So I think the Lions are in good shape because it's not a top-heavy draft with great players at the top, but I hear it's a deep draft, though, and and you're second and third round, so you'll be able to, you know. Well, one thing about that, Kenny, I looked this up before we went on the air just to do a little bit of research. When I say research, it's not like I spent a week on it, but – you know Todd McShay, who does he's one of the draft analysts for ESPN. He put out his top 32 players a couple of weeks ago, and the number 19 player is is the quarterback Kenny Pickens from or Pickett from Pitt or Pickens from Pitt, whatever it is. He's rated. He's got a grade of 90. The number 32 is is Bernhard Ray, Raymond, the offensive tackle from Central Michigan. He has a rating of 88. So we're talking about 14 draft spots separated by two points. Big deal. Yeah. 
Um, and who says who says ultimately that the eighty-eight, the player with the eighty-eighth grade, isn't going to be better than somebody with a ninety or ninety-one? Mm-hmm. So to me, we, I think we got a little bit freaked out too much about whether they got the thirty-second pick or the eighteenth pick or the twentieth pick or whatever it is. All I know is Aaron Donald went fourteenth or fifteenth somewhere in there, and he's the best player in the game. So it ain't it, to me. It's not about where you picking; it's who you picking. That's who you pick. So, and I'm gonna tell you, if you didn't learn anything from that game last night, you better protect your quarterback, and you better be able to get to the quarterback. And after well, that, you better be able to, uh, you know, have a, a quarterback. Those are the three things: have a quarterback, protect your quarterback, and get to the quarterback. Those are the well, three think, fundamentals of this game. I think the Lions are much better at, at right now pro- protecting their quarterback. Than, than anything they've got at the quarterback position. But, right, for, right. Just, but that's good, though. Now. You got one that's thing good. taken care of. You got one area taken care of. I think this draft is going to be where you get your get to the quarterback guy. And then, you, and like I, I said, we'll deal with the quarterback part as you go on. Right, and I'm not, and I'm not discounting what Jared Goff, the quarterback the Lions got in that deal. We kind of forget that there was another part of that deal, and it was a player who's a starting quarterback in the National Football League with six years of experience. Now, uh, now it's Jared Goff going into year seven. I, I don't know this; nobody knows for sure. But for what I saw the last five or six games of the uh, 2021 regular season, I didn't see anything that, that's qualified from him from being the Detroit Lions quarterback for the next five, six, seven years. Now, he's got some improving to do, and we'll see it. If he does, what a bonus for the Detroit Lions! Yeah, I'm not feeling it though. I I, I know where you're at, but I, I'm not feeling know, it. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling for. He's there until you get a better player. I, I I just I didn't see anything. I didn't see I didn't see any electricity out of him. I saw a decent player. I saw a, a Kramer or I saw a, you know a Scott Mitchell or something like that. I I just didn't see no. a I didn't see a I didn't see the guy. And I saw well, I saw more in, in my eyes. I saw more than both of those players. Okay, well, I, like I, I said, every, he I can prove me wrong. Look, he's taking the team to the Super Bowl, so he can he can shove that in my face. Hey, I've been to the Super Bowl, and I was the starting quarterback. So, I I guess I have to accept that. But I'm just saying, are you that same guy anymore? That's what we need to find out. Well, yeah, he goes into the 2022 season with an awful lot of pressure on him. He really does. But I don't think it's as much as the pressure was on Matthew Stafford at the start of the playoffs. I mean, every sports show I watched consistently said the player with the most pressure on him in these in these playoffs is Matthew Stafford because his entire legacy is at stake, Hall of Fame possibility at stake, all of that stuff. And you know what? He answered the bill. Okay, can we stop the Hall of Fame talk? Yep. Thank you. Like, wait well, till his career is over. Not you, but I'm talking about on TV all day. Is he a Hall of Fame? Just stop. It'll, it'll all shake out at the end. Just yeah, well, don't yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. it. And I'll just add this one other thing too, because I know how, I know the operation there. That he is not automatically in now based on what he did. I don't believe he is. I think I think he'll make it, but it's not it's not automatic yet. He's got four or five years left. Let it play out. If right. if, if right, right now he had five bad years from this point on, then the question would answer itself. If he has five great years from now, on, the question would answer itself. Just let it play out. Everybody wants to run. There's quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls that are not in the Hall of Fame. So just chill with that right now. Everybody's got to have an answer right away for everything. Just It'll play itself out. And our quarterbacks who didn't win the Super Bowl and barely had winning records as starters who are in Oh, here come the warm moon talk. I, can, no, I don't even you have to say the name. As soon as Michael Hare go, he tells me this all the time, the warm moon story. Go well, ahead. And, and, and what about the guy from uh, from San Diego? 
Oh, Dan, uh, um, Fouts. Dan, yeah, Dan Fouts. He said two games over 500 for his career. There we go. See, ladies never, and gentlemen, see what I've done. Never, I've opened never, the can of worms. I've opened the can of worms. Now we go hear bad, bad Hall of Fame quarterback talk for the next 20 minutes. And, and then there's Bart Starr. Here we go. Here we go. I wonder how long before we start hearing about how Terry Bradshaw had more interceptions and touchdowns in his career. And when is that coming out? When is that coming out? (laughs) I'm out of breath. (laughs) Well, my point is there are different ways to get in the Hall of Fame. There's not one route to to the Hall of Fame. It depends on on the entirety of your career. Right. But like I said, even to be in the discussion now, because the, the choker label or the, the, the gunslinger label, now you got to call him champion. And that's what I'm so happy for him. And I'm happy for his family. I'm happy for all that. And we can move on. Look, right now it's about repairing these lines. That's what we everybody should be thinking about. And Brad Holmes, he had a first good year putting the team together. They actually have some money in free agency. We're going to watch out what's happening with that. Even though I looked at some of these uh, articles, the free agent class is not great. So no, I hope they not, spend their money no. very judiciously, get some young guys. Don't get any 30-year-old guys. Don't go out and get a Vaughn Miller or somebody who's 30-something years old at the end of the line. Get some young guys that you can fill in some spots. Get your stars in the draft and then, you know, groom the players you have on the roster to go. Like I said, you got your offensive line together. Oh, and I got to get to this. I'm going to say it again. You guys can talk about it all you want. Jamar Chase may be the greatest receiver in the world, but I still think that that team might have been better off taking Penny Sewell. Somebody was talking about it today. They gave up seven sacks yesterday. Okay, say if they only gave up four sacks yesterday, do they win that game? Possibility. I'll tell you what. Possibility. Let's put it this way. On third and one and fourth and one, it would have been nice to have Penny Sewell at right tackle. How about that? And how about the last play of the game? It would have been nice to have Penny Sewell on that line. On that line when Aaron Donald's run. We saw Aaron Donald and and Sewell go head-to-head this season as a rookie. Penny Sewell stood up to him. I I don't remember Aaron Donald being that dominant. And got into a little spat. Yeah. that, That is my point. The last two plays of that game were third and one and fourth and one, and they got stuffed on both of them. That's right. Yeah, you can say, I mean, Jamar Chase is a great player, a great talent, he's a great receiver already. But, man, you got to have those meat and potatoes. And and that's what the, I like what the Lions and Brad Holm is doing, even though I was during the uh, season saying they should trade Decker. And I still say that he should move him to right tackle, but that's, my, that's Ken Brown's thing to lie on. But – they got a good offensive line. I'm not saying anything. Let it stay. Put that line to where it is for the next year. Now, you, the hardest piece, you protected your quarterback, is set. Now you can go ahead and build the D and get the you know your quarterback in place. If he's not, if golf is not your quarterback, you're ready to go. I, I expect this team with the right moves to be able to at least contend for a wild card next year with the right moves. Nine wins, nine and eight. Well, nine, nah, nine and eight. I think nine should get you in. Nine should get you a wild oh. card. I think oh. they can go from three to nine. Three to with nine. the right moves. I'm saying with the right moves. Look, Mike, I'm gonna tell you right now. If the season would have started from the time that um, Ben Johnson and those guys took over play calling, they might have right. been close to 500. Well, I, I just three, thought the three, team was so much better after you know after. Um, They've changed the, the offensive coordinator. I, you know, I, 
I, I agree with that, Kenny. They were 3-3 three three in their last six games, and we've talked about this before. To me, and I think you agree with me, I think I think we feel the same on this, one of the more heartening things for the Detroit Lions was that, that they won their last three home games. They haven't been able to maximize Ford Field as a as, as an asset for them for years. I think we looked you know, it up. Three, didn't, four, they win, didn't they win three home games the last two years yeah. combined? Yes. I mean, it was some yes. odd, some godforsaken number like that. I yeah, remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So old, right, one in seven, one right. year, one in eight, another, something like that. But once golf got, you know, six, once golf and Ben Johnson got together and they started doing the offense upgraded with with no extra talent added. The only person added was that receiver from Tennessee, Reynolds. That was the only add to the from the beginning of the season. So. They didn't. It wasn't like somebody came and they started getting better. They did it with what they had. Now you can add some pieces to that offense. You can add some pieces to the defense. Your your best pass rusher is coming back. His brother got better over the year. You're going to add a pass rusher. You're going to add a linebacker. You know, uh, Kuda, who better do something's coming back. And I'm going to tell you another thing, too. After watching that Super Bowl, Jalen Ramsey, if he's the best corner in the game, that just shows you how cornerback may be a uh, devalued position now because he was getting toasted all over the field. And, Mike, I don't know if you saw this. There's a picture out. The play that Aaron Donald sacked Burrow for the last play when he flipped the ball out. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey fell down. If he would have had another second, uh, Chase is wide open for the game-winning touchdown. Is he really? It's I a play. See you'll, see, you'll see the picture of it. It's just the fact that Aaron Donald got to him. Ramsey fell down again. I, I don't know what he Ramsey was doing during that game. Wow, I didn't see that. Yeah, you'll I'm, see. You know it. what? I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> but um, that just shows you that cornerbacks a position now. Even if you got a great one, between a great one and just a good one, it's not that big a difference. As long as you you know got some guys that'll fight out there, and I think the Lions got a couple young rookies with Jacobs and these other guys. I'm there. The pieces are there. I can see this thing coming together. You just got to have the right guy to sew it together, man. You got to keep with him. The other thing is you have to keep him on the field, too. And they didn't have an awful lot of success in that regard because of injuries really stripped out that secondary. But if those guys come back healthy, both there and the offensive line, they've got some real prospects. I think the running game, the running game, too. But the, the, to me, the, the, just the area that absolutely needs a massive upgrade is wide receiver. And then. Um, at, at the safety position, and if I'm the Detroit Lions, come you know April 28th or whatever the first round is, I'm I'm seriously looking at not a, a pass rusher, the ones that are available in this draft, but the best safety on the board. And I think here we go again. I'm campaigning already. No, we're not doing it. Notre Dame. We're not doing it. After last night, after after you watched last night's game, you still yeah. are going to sit there. And want to get a a, a back end guy when you see the damage a front end guy will cause. Kyle Hamilton, the guy plays every he plays across the. Field. I'm not saying he's a great player. I'm not arguing it, but I'm just saying you see the way a, a guy on the on your defensive line that can wreck an offense. You mean but to tell me you take that before? No, but I can only draft what's available, and that's not available. You don't think that Thibodeau or no. um, Hutchinson no. can be that guy? Not 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 Hutchins. I'm sorry, not Thibodeau at all. I think he'll be a, a good player. Like he'll play ten years in the league and make, you know, three hundred million dollars or whatever it is. But no, I don't see. I don't see that. I don't see that in either of those players. Okay. I really don't. Right. I could be. Look, listen. 
Brad Holmes isn't going to call me up before they make the pick and say, hey, Mike, what do you think? No. This is just my Game record. I just want a game record. I want a game record. So do I. No matter how you get it. I I would trade the pick for a game record that's in the league if he's been in the league less than two or three years. I know people aren't going to trade those to you, but I'm just saying. I I would take a game record. I'm going to tell you another thing, Mike. I don't know if you read Peter King's column today. I guess Mortensen put these reports out yesterday, but Peter King was writing on it. The Kyler Murray being a uh, a yeah. malcontent over there is a. Uh, I told you, I, I told you, man, you got to have the right guy under center. And I, he was always too quiet for me. So if this stuff is true, everybody talking about trade for Kyler Murray. No, see, this there's a reason why people want to get rid no, of twenty three olds and twenty four year olds. So no, I, these are all rumors no. now, but I'm just saying you got to have the right guy under center. No, I, I would agree with that. To me, Kyler Murray listens is a tremendous athlete and all that. But he looks to me like a baseball player playing football. Right. And so the game's a little bit too rough for him. And Indy's wants okay. and Indy wants to deal Carson Wentz according to Mortensen. I mean, like, uh, can you, we saw that one coming a year ago when they ran him out of uh, Philly. That you I don't know, think that's coming from. I don't think that's coming from the head coach. I think that's coming from higher up. In uh, the GM right. But I'm just saying. Yeah. You, you, you got to have the right personality. That's one thing I will give golf credit for. May not be the t- most talented guy. But he 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 has the right demeanor for the position. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, he I does. agree with that. He does. And by the way, I just want to go back on something we were talking about 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 the offense and all that, how it came on. That's why I, I think I think uh, Dan Campbell should continue to call plays because that's what it got better. And those players, they got used to hearing that voice, that you know, that rhythm, and all of that. Why change it? Well, since they made Ben Johnson offensive coordinator, whatever they were doing at the end of the year, keep doing it. Just keep doing it. If that's the way you two are comfortable with, keep doing it. Now, Ben was calling the most of the plays, and you know, uh, Campbell was just yelling them out. But I'm saying it seemed like they were together on this, though. It seemed like they were both on the headset, and whatever the way you were doing it, just keep doing it. So that works for me. I think that I think I think that the, the Dan Campbell has such a commanding presence with that team right now, that young team that he should keep doing what he was doing, which I think is calling plays. Right. But Ben Johnson will be calling plays. I saw a couple of clips of him at the senior board. There's some behind-the-scenes video. I think it's on your well, website. Uh, right, he, he, a- he, he's going to be – he reminds me of the McVeighs and the, uh, you know, the Taylors and all these guys, these young coordinator guys. And he he's going to be that guy. So you got him. It's just a matter of when he takes over. So he will be that guy one day. Okay. But do what you – I agree with you. Keep doing what you're doing. Get that defense together, and then we're all right. All right, Mike, any last re, uh, words for you on the season over overall this year? Anything, any comments well, was, before we go? Yeah, just overall, Kenny, I think the way it ended, excuse me, in the playoffs, I think it was just a great finish for the National Football League. It really was. I think there are a couple of calls in the, in the, in the Super Bowl that you know, kind, of, kind of looked at it, but – there was no raging uh, uh, play, you know, call by the officials that's going to be discussed for the next 15 months or anything like that. And I just thought they, I bet the National Football League's best football was played in the playoffs, from week to week, game to game. I just thought it was it was terrific. It was something that the people can can uh, can think about for a long time. I thought I thought the league showed its best when when the best was out there. Uh, okay, my closing thoughts are I want to see the injury reports on um, how the extra game took its toll on people. And uh, the OGPJ injury during the game, that kind of reminded me that I want to see how this 17th game 
did in terms of health. Um, well, he didn't play 17 games. Though. Yeah, I'm just saying overall that their injury just reminded me of having an injury in the Super Bowl of, you know, people that played a lot of games during the season. It might not have been him, but just a lot of games. So I want to see how that goes. If everything checks out fine and the 17th game is fine with me, I don't want him to go to 18. That was one of the thoughts I had. Number two is I think you can get good quick in this league now if you have the right person up top. We've seen it before. Cincinnati got good real fast. So it can happen, Lions fans. You just got to hope that the two guys in charge know what they're doing. And they're able – let me repeat this for the back of the room. They're able to do their jobs without any interference from above. I'm just going to let that stay out there. Well, that's your comment. (laughs) Yeah, it's my comment. I mean, I'm not saying it's happening or not. I'm just saying uh, let them do their job. You hired them, let them do their job. And, uh, yeah, I agree with that. We'll let that go. Mike, uh, we'll talk again before the combine when we see 6'6", Adrian Hutchinson, if he uh, goes under the, the height scale and he's two foot eight. We'll find out if uh, the guy who supposedly <laughs> ran a 4'3", runs a 4'6". All these little college weights and heights and sizes and speed, you get really clocked at the combine. So they'll, you can't hide. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why they make them even when they when they measure them. That's right. right the weight, they do them in their bare feet. That's right. <laughs> they and, don't want any. And also inside those shoes. And also, there's going to be a lot of push to take a quarterback at number two. I've seen I've seen a couple of articles today. They want to push the Lions into taking a quarterback. I think somebody wrote a column on it. I don't know who it was that the Lions should take a quarterback at two. So. All of that will be coming up. Just read it all and uh, let it sink in. There'll be no problems, and we'll well check with us, and we'll be the ones that will set you straight. All right, Mike. All right, Ken Brown. I'm, I'm glad you calmed down. Yeah, I'll calm down. Except for that, I just don't like what they did to my man Stafford. But they, they yeah, I got I it out of my like system. I said yeah. what it was. He's got a ring, and you got 30 minutes of time to fill on your little air station. Okay, let it go. All right, Ken Brown. <laughs> All right, Mike, talk to you later. That's Michael here at com. Check him out. Ken Brown. Oh, and before we leave, Mike, before we leave, I do want to say that uh, our condolences go out to the family of Frank Beckman, our friend and colleague, who passed yep. away. One of the real football guys in this town. Great play-by-play guy. Great guy about a lot of things. So we're going to miss Frank. Uh, if you guys ever heard Frank or didn't YouTube him, you've heard a lot of his stuff. He was a great guy, and we're, we're both going to miss him. Mike, you work with him longer than me, so – uh, yes, I did, and including worked with him in after hours, I might add. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't, we won't talk about the, that part, but, yeah, you guys know each other a long time, so um, yeah. I know you're going to miss your friend, and uh, a shout-out to his family, and um, we're, we're praying for him, so we'll let that go. All right. All right, Mike, see you next week. Okay.